Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Today I felt led to speak to us about blessings. Blessings. You know, so if you're taking down notes, uh, the title of my message today is just called Prosperity. Prosperity. All right? Uh, I thought it's quite fitting for today. And, uh, but I want to bring us in a little bit deeper. You know, when, when we talk about blessings, let me just, you know, do a pop quiz. What, what do you think of when you think of blessings and prosperity? You know, what do we think of? We, we usually think of success, amen? Uh, we think of growth, we think of riches, uh, we think of increase and having more than enough, extra, right? Uh, uh, we think of, I don't know, good things, good vibes, good relationships. What else? What else am I, am I missing out here? What do you think of when you think of blessings and prosperity? Promotion, some people might say, you know, getting that job, uh, you know, graduating, um, you know, I, I don't know, having your dreams come true, uh, all these things. And, and the, 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 the issue is that, that, that it's not that any of these things are wrong. Um, the, the problem is that sometimes as Christians, as we think about blessings and as we think about prosperity, we very rarely include Jesus. We very rarely include Jesus. Right? We very rarely, but, but, but that's what I want us to focus on. Not, not just me, but I felt the Lord wants all of us, myself included, to focus on today. You know, He wants to teach us uh, how to redefine blessings and prosperity. You know, how many know that, you know, definitions are so important? You know, if you have the wrong definition for something, you will be disappointed. If you have the wrong definition, it will set you up with the wrong expectation. And when you have the wrong expectation, you know, you, you, you will miss it. And, and, and God is saying that even as we are still kind of in January, I know it's February, it's just like that. Um, and then one month of 2023 is done. Yikes. Um, but, but even as we are at the start of the year, uh, we're you know, thinking, we're looking ahead. Uh, and I, I, I believe that a lot of us were, were looking uh, for greater success, uh, greater uh, improvement, greater blessing in different areas of our lives. And, and I felt God challenged us to say that, hey, remind my people to include me in those plans. And not to just include Jesus like He's some kind of cherry on top of, I don't know, your ice cream sundae or something like that, uh, uh, but to see Him as central uh, to our blessing and our prosperity. And so, I, I felt led by the Holy Spirit to, to, to unpack Romans, Romans chapter 5. So, if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. Romans 5, 1 to 11. And uh, I know this might not be something that we usually look at, when we think of blessing and prosperity, but I, I believe that God wants to flip the script today. Yeah. And God wants to give us a better, you know, definition, a better understanding for what blessing and prosperity is. Amen? And, 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 and if we can get that right, uh, we're going to have a, a good year. Uh, we're going to set ourselves. Because the, 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 the truth is this, that, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid uh, of you guys being successful, you know, contrary to public belief, I, I want to see you guys be successful in every area of your lives, but I also don't want us to succeed in the wrong things. Because if we only 
aim to succeed in the material things, then we are missing the mark. You know, how many know that God has so much more in store? If you think that the definition of prosperity and blessing is only, you know, manifested in material things, then friends, you're thinking too small. And God has so much more in store for us. And, and, and if we can get these right, then it can open us up to, to greater blessing and greater prosperity this year. And so Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 11, if you're there, can I hear a good amen? Amen, that's great. Uh, and we're going to read it together. Yeah, let's go. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely or rarely a righteous man will, will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare die. But God demonstrates His own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Amen. A lot to unpack there. And, 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 but I just felt that God said that this is what true blessing is. And so I have three points for us today. Uh, drawing from the scripture, that the text that we just read, and I got once to remind us that, that, that success, blessing, and prosperity, it's not just about riches and glory, it's really about point number one, Jesus. It's about Jesus. And this is so important for us to get right as the first point. We must never, ever, ever, ever forget that Jesus is the true prize. He is not the consolation prize. He is the true prize. It is in Jesus that, that, that we have everything that we have. And, and so much more. You know, I, I, as I was reading Romans 5, 1 to 11, I begin to, 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 to you know, feel like the Holy Spirit redefines certain terms uh, of blessing and prosperity and, and, and show that actually in Jesus, uh, we have more blessing and more prosperity. For example, you know, in, in the scripture that we just read, it talks about because of Jesus, we now have access to God. And the truth is this, well, when we think of prosperity, we think of success, but friends, I'm here to tell you that access is better than success. Access is better than success. And that's why sometimes when, when we, when we uh, watch documentaries, if, if you're like me, you like 
documentaries and news and stuff like that, you know, you, you read about uh, even uh, dictators or, 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 or corrupt politicians who are depo- deposed, and then later investigation found out that, you know what, when this guy was in power, you know, he put so-and-so as, as his uh, financial controller, he put so-and-so uh, as his, you know, uh, a right-hand man, and you find out that the so-and-so maybe used to be, I know, the guy that sells him the carpet. And the, the, the finance minister used to be the plumber. <laughs> and then you go like, how on earth did that happen? And it's because access, friends. Access. When you have access, your qualifications become secondary. And God wants us to see that, hey, you, you might feel like, you see, the thing is this, if we live this year defined uh, no, by the world what success is, we might have a very sad, discouraging and mediocre year. But if, if you live this year, you know, understanding success as defined by Jesus, you're going to have an amazing year, even if on the physical, it might not feel like you are winning. And, and, and because the truth is this, because of Jesus, we have access to the Most High God. And so what if you're not as successful as your friend right now? It doesn't matter. Don't be discouraged by that. So what if another person seems to be ahead of you in life and, and in, in, I don't know, in their achievements? So what's so big about that? Don't forget, we have access to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And not only that, from this scripture that we read, we, we learned that because of the access, we now have a relationship. And I, want, I wrote here, relationship is bigger than riches. Amen. Amen. Right? You, you can be rich, but, but you, you might not be connected. And that's why we live in a world where a lot of rich people are trying to buy titles. They're trying to buy, right? We read, read in the news, right? That people are so desperate, they'll give members of the royal family briefcase full of cash in hopes that they can have a friendship. But how many know that riches can't buy friendship? But when you have a relationship, you know, even if, if you are not rich, you can still be friends. And, and, and because of Jesus, we can have relationship with our Heavenly Father. Amen? Which is bigger and better than all the riches in the world. I wrote here that because in the scripture that I just read, the word hope gets repeated a few times. And I wrote here, hope is, is bigger and better than health. Don't get me wrong, a lot of us here, we, we want health, right? We want healing. And that is, that, that's good. But hope is better. Hope tells me that even if in this lifetime I am not healed, there is an eternal life where I will always be healed. You know? And there is hope. And hope is this powerful, powerful thing. You know, hope cannot die because of, of Christ Jesus. Because of hope, you know, we, 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 we can have this amazing view of the future. And because of Jesus, we have forgiveness, friends. Forgiveness. And I wrote here, forgiveness is bigger than faraway places. Amen? You know, sometimes we think, I need a holiday to refresh me, but forgiveness, forgiveness. Amen? You know, and I, lastly, I wrote here, acceptance is bigger than achievements. Because of Jesus, we are accepted. We do not need to strive. We don't need to try to achieve. We do not need to make something out of ourselves in order to be loved. Friends, you are already accepted. That's what true blessing and prosperity is. It's the fact that we have Jesus, friends. Jesus. Because of Jesus, we have access. Because of Jesus, we have relationship with God. Because of Jesus, we have hope. Because of Jesus, we have forgiveness. Because of Jesus, we have acceptance. Because of Jesus, we can smile the future. 
and what a future to, to smile at. As I was preparing this message, I, I had a revelation, and God says that, you know, because of Jesus, we have access to eternal life. And sometimes we look at eternal life like, like it's so, something so far away. But how many know that eternal life starts today? It starts the moment we come to know Jesus. But then it grows and grows and grows. And so as I was you know, preparing this message and even in worship earlier, I don't know why, but God just silly gave me a, 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 a revelation of hope. And, 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 and He said that, you know, because of Jesus, Dave, do you know that because of Jesus, there's going to be so much healing, not just in this lifetime, but for all eternity. And, and God began to explain to me, and say, because of Jesus, relationships will be healed. If not in this lifetime, then in, in eternity. And, I, and as I begin to think of that, I go like, okay, I understand. And God began to say that, in, in, because you see, because of Jesus, uh, uh, one day in heaven, we will all be made brand new. The, the day will come alive again, the Bible says. And I suddenly had this joy of like, wow, because of Jesus, I can, I can have reunions with my grandparents, with my great-grandparents, you know, and then hear of how they came to know Jesus. Because recently I found out that, that I had, great-grandparents on my mom's side. I mean, I've always knew I had great-grandparents on my mom's side. But I found out something interesting about them, which is that, you know, how, how they, they, they fell in love and, and how they, 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 they came to know Jesus according to my mom. But, but it's like, like third-hand, you know, fourth-generation information. And, and even that felt me, filled me with so much joy. And I go like, but you know what? One day in heaven, I get to meet them face-to-face. -face. I get to meet Jesus face-to-face. -face, but I get to... I get, no talk about reunion. I get to reunite with family members and get to talk to them even though I might not speak that dialect. You know, so many of us on this right now, you know, even this weekend, you know, if we were back with our family, it's reunion and, and, and it's a beautiful picture. But, but sometimes I also feel a little bit stuck. How many of you have family members that, that you don't know how to communicate to? Because you don't speak Cantonese, you don't speak that local dialect, but in heaven... We can talk to each other. We can talk to each other face to face and we can talk to each other heart to heart. And as I thought about that, God, God got me excited even about my own relationship with my father. I love my father, but my father can't speak English and, and, and I can barely master Mandarin and Hokkien when I speak to him. And, and so as much as I want to communicate, every time I go back to visit him, it feels like you know there's only a few sentences we can share. And God says that, but because of Jesus, you can talk to your dad. And I believe that that's a word for some of us here. Because maybe it's for some of us, even right now, you feel that there's a communication breakdown with your father due to different reasons, hurt and, and, and others. But because of Jesus, you can forgive. And that is better. Forgiveness is better than any. Which one? A million bucks or, or a restored relationship with your father? And don't be cheeky and say it's both. <laughs> but in Jesus, you can have both. You know? But maybe one will come before the other. Amen? You know? and, 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 and God began to fill me with so much hope. And I go like, wow, what? Jesus. Jesus. Like the song that we sang, it's give me Jesus. You can take it all. You can have it all. Take, no, I don't care about the promotion. I don't care about earthly success. Give me Jesus. Because in Jesus, I have so much more. 
And God began to reveal to me that, that, that because of Jesus, I know some of you here are very smart. You go like, well, I can, you know, without Jesus, you know, you can achieve success. I have friends who, who don't know Jesus and they look quite successful. And don't get me wrong, God gives. God's an equal opportunist. God makes it rain on both the righteous and the unrighteous. God gives different people give things. But it doesn't change the fact that in Jesus, we can have so much more. How God helped me understand it is this. If there are some people in this world, without Jesus, they can have success. Can you imagine their lives with Jesus? And, and for those of us who don't seem to be successful, but in Jesus, we can be. Because Jesus is the one that uses the weak to lead the strong. And, 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 and I find this reflected in my own life. I, I, you know, as I was preparing this message and as we were worshipping earlier, you know, I suddenly had a revelation. I'm like, Jesus, why? You, know, you are so good. Why would, you're not only good because you're God, but, but you're good because you, you use the lowly things of the world and you use them for a beautiful purpose. And I begin to reflect on my own life and I go like, you know what, you know, God, why did you use me? And I begin to go like, God, you know, in my family, I'm the youngest of five children. My older sister graduated from LSE. She's an actual scientist and, and she did masters and, and she was at one time like a, a no chief financial controller for like a public listed company. She's got all these great accolades and God didn't use her. My second oldest sibling is my sis, another sister, my second sister, and she's a doctor and very accomplished endocrinologist and, and, and highly sought after in her, you know, in, in, in Malaysia. And, and, and God didn't use her. And my third sister is another doctor, you know. <laughs> my family, you know, God has blessed. And, and, and another doctor, and, and she's amazing for a huge, compassionate heart, and God didn't use her. And then comes my brother. So it's like, go, 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 then boy, boy. So it comes my brother who, you know, if you guessed it, another doctor. And, and, and he's like an interventional radiologist or, or something like that. And, he, and God didn't use him. And, and God used me, the black sheep, the one that never scored all the A's his siblings scored in high school. The one that the mom was always worried about. Why can't you be like them? What's wrong with you? You're all made from the same genes. You know, you know I was having this conversation with my wife the other day. And we were talking about, you know, did, did your parents ever compare you with other people, other people's kids? I go like, no, she just compared me with her other children. You know? And then for her, the mystery is like, you know, all of you came out of my womb. Smart, 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 smart. What's this? What's this? My mom was so disappointed when I didn't want to be a doctor. She says that, you don't want to be a doctor? A dentist maybe? Because <laughs> she's like hoping that I can still have like a doctor, a DR in front of my name. I, I, I don't have a DR in front of my name. And God used this guy. God used this one. Like, like why? Because in Jesus, He can turn things around. In Jesus. And friends, that's my encouragement, friends. No matter how you feel, no matter how others have made you feel, no matter how your boss has made you feel, no matter how you... you, you, you no, it, it's Jesus. He is the prize. Because of Him, even when you're losing, you will win. 
Because of him, even if you feel like you are a hopeless case, God has a purpose for your life. Because of Jesus, he doesn't look at what the world looks at, he looks at you. And I'm living proof of that. And I'm here to encourage you, friends. Jesus, he is the prize. He is the prize. Amen. Because of Jesus, we have hope. Because of Jesus, we have access. Because of Jesus, we have true prosperity and blessing. Amen. And, 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 and my second point is this. Blessing, true blessing from the Lord, it's about joy. It's about joy. Now, what, what does joy mean? Sometimes we think joy means happiness. No, it, it's, it's slightly different. You know, uh, the, 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 the Hebrew word for, for joy is uh, spelled S-A-M-A-C-H or somak. It's, uh, it, 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 it's, you know, countless times, more than 100 times in the Bible, it, it means rejoice. Rejoice. So joy is, is not um, uh, 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 an adjective. It's a verb. You get it? it? It's something that, in other words, God says that when I put my joy in you, I'm putting in you the ability to rejoice. No matter what life throws at you, you can rejoice. And, and the Greek, in the New Testament, the word joy, the word they use, the Greek word, uh, is spelled C-H-A-R-A, or kara, right? And it means to be calm and to have inner gladness and delight. And so, it means that no matter what, it's, it's, it's the closest word to, to almost like a God-given inner peace. That's what joy is. And you see, because of Jesus, Romans 5 reminds us, because of Jesus, we have joy. Because of Jesus, we can rejoice. Because of Jesus, no matter what life throws at us, we can rejoice. We can be, another word, we can be contented. You know, why don't we turn to Philippians uh, chapter 4. We'll read Philippians 4, 12 to 13. And, and, and the Apostle Paul teaches us the secret to contentment. I know how to be abased, and I know how to be abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Our ability to, to be able to be okay, whether we have little or a lot, whether our life is a triumph or a tragedy, you know, it's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus we have joy. It's because of Jesus that we can rejoice. And so friends, that's what true blessing is. True blessing is not about good things happening to you only. True blessing is that no matter what is happening around you, there's a peace that cannot be taken away. Amen. There's so many people looking, looking, looking for peace, looking for achievement, but we have it in Jesus. So friends, don't take the joy of the Lord for granted. Amen? You are changed so much more than you realize. You know, every now and then, we'll, we'll have uh, conversations with, with different ones, and they say that, wow, I recently went back and, uh, to, to be with, to visit family or to, you know, for a friend's reunion. Not the show, but, you know, reunion of friends. And, uh, 
And, 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 and I realized, some people say, I realized, wow, talking to all my friends, there's, you know, we once hung out together so often, but now when I hang out with them, I realize there's so much fear in their lives. There's so much, I don't know, so much pettiness in their lives. And, and, and the person said that, and I, re- I realized, not, not boasting, but I realized how much I've changed. And, and, and what that is, is that's the joy. That's the joy that God gives. You used to be petty. You used to complain. You used to be insecure. But now because of Jesus, you have this joy, the ability to rejoice no matter what storms you face in life. And now, you know, you used to complain. Now you praise. Uh, you, you used to be in despair. And, and, and maybe you're, you're, you're not you know, glad of the, 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 the setback you're currently in, but you're definitely not destroyed as you would have been, you know, previously. And so sometimes, you know, we, we, you know this is why I, I, I love, you know, to encourage people to, to journal, to put down your thoughts. You know, uh, because sometimes you look back and go, oh, I used to think like that. Or now I think, you know, higher, I think deeper, you know. And, and, and so, friends, that's true blessing. Amen? It's about joy. And the third point I want to give to us, it's about jubilee. Jubilee. What, what, what does jubilee mean, right? Jubilee means freedom. It's not the Queen's jubilee. The, 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 the Bible definition for jubilee is freedom. Romans 5, 1-11 shows us that, that, that not only do we have access in Jesus, not only has that access, you know, uh, uh, created uh, uh, just this unshakable joy within us. I love it earlier on, you know, in, in, in verse 3 it says that, but we also glory because of Jesus. There's a joy within us that allows us to glory in tribulation. That means you can laugh at the storm, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope, and knowing that hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's, 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 that's joy. Joy is this inner ability to, to bounce back. Amen. But now let's move on to the third point. It's about freedom. It's about freedom. No, the scripture that we read, we have freedom. We have freedom in Christ. We have been set free. We were once sinners. We were once, the Bible says, enemies with God. Now He calls us friends. And even when we, we, we were still unclear of who God is, God died for us. He gave us freedom even before we truly understand the meaning of freedom. And, and, and this is, you know, further expanded on... In, in, in the teachings of Jesus, let's, let's look to Luke chapter 4. Luke 4, 16 to 21. Luke 4, 16 to 21. And this is, this is Jesus, you know, he's, he's almost like his, his, his preaching debut. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, and as he always did, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. So he was reading in a while, we're going to read, specifically Isaiah 61, I think. Uh, and, he were, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. 
Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. You know, let's, let's, let's read back one more page. This statement from the book of Isaiah, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Amen. In the while we, we read, this scripture was fulfilled when Jesus preached that because He was the first one. He was the first one to be filled with the Spirit. He was the first one to begin to set the captives free. But now we read in Romans 5 that because of Jesus, we have also been included in this privilege. Because the Holy Spirit has also been given to us. We too have also received anointing. We too have also received the mandate to preach the gospel to the poor. We too have also received the grace that we can pray for the sick and, and, and they can be healed. And even those that are brokenhearted, oh, they will be made whole again. You know, proclaim liberty, freedom to the captives, you know, that the blind might see, whether spiritual or physical, and liberty to those who are oppressed. And to proclaim the year, the acceptable year of the Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord is, is where the word jubilee comes from. You know, because in, 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 in the Old Testament, uh, God gave specific rules and instructions for the people of Israel because they were, a na- they were going to be a nation unto Him. And so when God dealt with them in the Old Testament, you know, He told them everything, what, how you should wear, what you should eat, how you should live, and, 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 and how you should work. And you're going to work and work unto the Lord, work six days and rest. How many know that rest is the original idea from God? Even Sunday, what we enjoy today in, in, in what we call the civilized, uh, uh, you know, twenty uh, second century, gosh, no, 21st century still. Sorry, bad with math. Um, but God can still use you. Amen. And, uh, you know, we, despite all that, you know, we, we, we celebrate, oh, bank holidays, yay. But the, the original bank holiday was God's idea. And not only that, bank holiday, you know, God's idea was that, hey, work every seven years, the seventh year, you, you're going to take a break. Which means that work, right, six years. Work hard every year, every six days, take one day break, and then work six years, and then take the seventh year as a break. Wow, how many of you would love to do that? Right? Save up all your leave for one year <laughs> and then for the one whole year you don't have to work. That was the last idea. But that's just, and that's called the Sabbath year. But, 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 but Sabbath year every seven, uh, it happens once every seven years. And, and God loves the number seven. And then so every seventh Sabbath year, seven times seven, 49th, so the 50th year, so today we say, oh, the celebration of 50 years, jubilee, jubilee. But actually 50 years, the, the, the original uh, uh, definition in the Bible is the, is, is the freedom year. It's the year of the Lord's favour. It's the year, this is what Jesus was reading about. It's going to be like, so on the 49th year, there's the, entering into the 50th year, there's going to be a super Sabbath year where the criminals will be let go, where all the debts will be free. You know, where, where, can you imagine? Wow, you, 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 you borrow loan from the, from the bank, you know, and, and you are so blessed to live on the 48th year, two more years in the Sabbath, and you get to be like, yes, in two years, I don't need to pay off the debt. The debt is forgiven. And what the Sabbath year, the year of the Lord's favour, it's not just favour for our lives, it's not just blessing for blessing's sake, it's freedom. It's blessing that leads to freedom. 
And so what we must not forget is that true prosperity is freedom. You see, the prosperity that the world gives is never free. It never leads you to freedom. They want you to think that it leads to freedom, but no, 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 it, it doesn't. Oh, you know, own your own business, the world says. You know, leave the nine to five. And it sounds like a type of freedom, but those of us who actually own our own business or have ideas of how to run your own business know that actually you're never free. You know, all the people, all the businessmen I spoke to, they, I, I asked them like, uh, when do you take time off? They go like, I can never take time off. Because all the business is on me now. And so, so, so the, the whole, oh, no, I don't work 9 to 5, that, that's a lie. And, 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 and not, another lie that the world tells you is that, oh, the, no, the person earned enough money and he retired early. Show me a person, show me a rich person who's a, who has ever said, oh, I've got more than enough money. Ever. That's why the richest person is still investing. That's why the biggest company is still expanding. And that's why even the people who retire early are, are still finding ways to make their money roll. And so that's not real freedom. They're still chained. They're still chained to their investments. They can be saying that, oh, I retired and now every day I play golf. But actually, they're still chained to the sh- stock market. And they can play golf. But if there's a crash, they will crash. That's not freedom. You know, if there's, if there's a recession, you no, know, they get into a depression. That's not freedom. But God is saying that I'm here to give you true freedom. Real blessing and prosperity from the Lord leads to freedom. And, 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 and friends, this is where I want to encourage us. Every time we talk about freedom, you know, some of us, we can go like, yeah, but, but I'm not a businessman. I don't feel free. <laughs> I still have student loans. I still have, I don't know, I still need to go to, to you know, so what, what kind of freedom are you talking about? Freedom from sin. Freedom from shame. Freedom from your past. And I know even as I said that, some of us are saying that, but pastor, I'm still struggling. I'm still wrestling with God. I still have issues. I'm still struggling. I'm still wrestling. You know, if, am I therefore not truly blessed? Well, let me teach you how to relook at your problem. Let me put it this way. Thank God that you can wrestle. Thank God that you can struggle. Because at one time before Jesus, you couldn't even struggle. You, you, you couldn't even wrestle. You, you, you were completely dead. The Bible says, dead to your sin. And so while some of us here are Christians and we still struggle with obedience, but thank God we can struggle. Because at one time, we were just disobedient. Do you see it, friends? And so, even though you might feel weak, but praise God for your weakness. Amen? What does the Bible say? You know, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So the Bible is saying that, yeah, you might feel like, I'm weak, I'm losing the battle. But thank God that you're still fighting. At one time, you were com- the Bible says what we just read. At one time, you were complete enemies with God. But now, you're wrestling. Now, you're coming to God's side. And so let that be an encouragement. Friends, you are more free than you realize. Some of you here, you feel like, but, but I'm still bound in this. I'm still stuck in this. I still have my addictions. And, and that might be true. But friends, you are also more free than you realize. You're also more free. 
Amen. Yes, you still struggle. But praise God, you can struggle. Now just ask God to help you win those struggles. Amen. You know, and, and, and this is a feedback loop. And then even if there are moments where we lose our jubilee, we lose our freedom, and, and, and we, we fall back into our old patterns. But this is where joy comes in. And joy says that, oh no, I have messed up. But even in this mess, even in this problem, even in this challenge, even in this tribulation, or it will produce perseverance. Perseverance means that get up and try again, try again, try again, try again, try again. That's what perseverance does. And so sometimes God uses your weaknesses to produce perseverance. The devil wants you to lie down and stay flat the moment you get knocked down. But no, come on. Get back up again. Get back up again. And, and, and the, every time you get back up, you get back up, you're creating perseverance. And you're just training your body, conditioning your spiritual body to, to, to bounce back faster and faster, to repent faster and faster. And, and, and what's that? That's joy. That's joy. Joy says that, hey, no matter what I'm going through, I can rejoice. Not because of what I've done, but because of Jesus. And you see, it's a feedback loop that leads it all back to Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Are you having a tough time at work? Not feeling the most blessed? Not feeling the most prosperous? But friends, if you have Jesus, all these things, it, it's, it will, the Bible says, these things shall pass. These are not eternal. Your job is not eternal. And all the people who are struggling right now say, Amen. It's okay to struggle. Amen? It's okay to struggle. God gives us grace in our struggles. So whatever, you're, the, 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 some of us are studying. It's not, you know, when I first started this course, I thought I would love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. This too shall pass. Focus on Jesus. Because of Jesus, He can use you whether you fail or pass. But because of Jesus, He also help you to pass. Amen? Yeah. So, so, so friends, even you know, in this season where People always wishing each other, oh, no blessings, prosperity. No, and, 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 it, and in that, we can sometimes, you know, fall into a little rabbit hole of comparison. And we can think that I'm not as blessed as that person. I'm not as prosperous as that person. But no, if you have Jesus, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are, in fact, you are more blessed. In fact, don't let these other things rob you of the joy that we have in Jesus. Amen? Sometimes, we, we, that's what happens in life. We, we take for granted the Jesus. We take Jesus for granted. And after a while, it becomes like, yeah, yeah, great. Jesus, thank you for loving me. But, 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 but Jesus, how come I don't have a boyfriend? How come I don't have a girlfriend? And sometimes we're going to pause there and go like, wait, what's the prize here? Is it your boyfriend or girlfriend? Or is it Jesus? The Bible says that in heaven, there will not be marriages. So marriage is temporary. It's until death do us part. In heaven, new body, new creation. I can talk to my dad in English or in tongues or whatever it is. I can hug him because now my dad knows how to hug me back because he's also been given a new body that can 
hug, because right now he's got an Asian dad body that doesn't hug. <laughs> Default mode is arms folded. Default mode is no smile. In heaven, I'm going to see that smile. But because of Jesus, I can see my dad smile even now. Do you understand? Because of Jesus, we do not look at things. This is what the scripture trying to tell us. Because of Jesus, we do not need to process the physical things as if they were physical. We can process them with our spiritual eyes. And we can look at the relationships that we don't have right now and go like, you know what? One day, that will be healed. That will be completely restored. Now, I don't know how to talk to my dad. But one day, I'll know how to talk to my dad. And of course, it doesn't mean that, oh, one day in heaven, you know, because of Jesus, we have Jesus now, we can learn to start talking to our dad. We can learn to start forgiving. We can learn to, 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 to rebuild that relationship. And full completion will come when God's kingdom come. That's what eternal life is. Amen? Eternal life is a completion of what God started on the cross 2,000 years ago. It's not, it's not the start. Sometimes we think that eternal life means only starts when I die. No, no, eternal life started when Jesus died and rose again. And then now it's just becoming more complete, more complete, more complete. Amen? And so again, friends, I don't want us to ever, ever, ever forget that. Because, you know, if, if <laughs> we rarely, rarely, you know, even when we write birthday cards to each other, we always say, oh, I pray that God will bless you. But, but we, we rarely even write, oh, I pray that this year there'll be more of Jesus in your life. <laughs> Chinese New Year, when we do that, I don't know what, what, what's, what's that thing you call, you know, when you toss up your french fries. And, uh, <laughs> no, you, you, you shout out loud. It's funny, isn't it? Asian people. <laughs> We're so quiet all the time. We're so superstitious. We have dreams, but we don't want to say it out. But over a dinner table, while flipping carrots in the air, you know, all those things come out. But because of Jesus, oh, we can prophesy. Because of Jesus, we can have greater joy. Amen. Jesus, friends. So no matter what you're going through, even if your cause feels disappointing right now, you have Jesus. Even if your job feels disappointing right now, you have Jesus. Even if the year is starting in a disappointing manner, you have Jesus and Jesus is more than enough. And because of Jesus, we have joy and because of Jesus, we have freedom. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I, I thank you that you love us and, and, and simple words like that can never fully present the majesty and the glory of what it means to be loved by you. Lord, may we never, ever, ever forget what a treasure it is to be loved by God. That God, you are the uncreated creator. You are the uncaused cause of all creation. And the highest of heavens cannot contain your glory. And yet you will look at us, creatures made originally out of dust and earth, and you will call us your beloved.
as imperfect as we all are in this room, you love us. Lord, we forgive us when we take your love for granted. What, what, what can we add to your kingdom? By ourselves, nothing. Even the most accomplished person in this room, what, 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 why does your heavenly kingdom need a doctor <laughs> when there's no sickness or disease? Why, why does your heavenly kingdom need a professor when you are the word? Why does your kingdom need a person who maybe feels like a failure to his family? You see, if in our lowest low and our highest high, your kingdom doesn't need us. And yet, God, you chose to love us. You chose to love us. And so, God, may this true treasure, may we start this year meditating on this true treasure. May we reorientate our lives with this powerful revelation that we are loved by you. We are loved by you. I don't know who needs to hear this. All of us, I believe. But as someone specifically here, you need to hear this. God loves you. And that means so much more than you can ever imagine. And because of God's love, we are blessed. The world says, achieve and you'll be accepted. The Bible says you are accepted and now you will achieve great things. That's true blessing. Being loved by God. Being accepted by God. So God, again, we thank you. Lord, again, I just pray, Lord, may we may make us more childlike this year. Help us never lose the sense of wonder and awe of the Most High God loving us. Friends, on your lowest day, remember this, the Most High God loves you and gave His only Son for you not because you can add anything to His kingdom, but because He loves you. So on your lowest day, rise up. You have the freedom to rise up. Your situation and circumstances don't have power and chains over you. You have joy unspeakable. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. 
I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.